How you going? Yeah, good, good. Well, it's funny being on the other side of the Shire. Uh, I'm used to the bridge and the river, okay? So, you know, just get, let me get adjusted to the surf, all right? At Cronulla. Um, I know this church here has a very long history of people because when uh, I get around, I get around the bike scene a bit too, and uh, I meet people all the time that tell me, oh, you're a minister? And I say, yeah, where at? I said, Uniting Church. And they say, oh, we used to go to Cronulla. And so there's a long history of people that used to come here over the years. It's got a very um, strong flavour of a name in the community for uh, people coming to church. I don't know why they're not still here. Maybe they've moved away or whatever. But uh, I, I just see it. It's very interesting. Everywhere I go, I hear people say, oh, we used to go to Cronulla. And so it's a, it's got a popular... It's a popular area here at Cronulla, and I think it's great. This, today, the message is uh, about children. Isn't that strange? We're doing a baptism, and we did all that today as well, as now talking about children and what Jesus thought of children. And I think it's interesting that Jesus had different thoughts than the disciples. The disciples thought the children were going to annoy him, and uh, Jesus said, no, nah, they're not annoying me at all. And I think that's interesting to keep that in mind, uh, particularly those grandparents and everything else, that sometimes the kids do get annoying, don't they? I've got six grandchildren, another one on the way, and some of them live at my house. And so I wake up in the morning sometimes, most mornings, to <coughs> fights and carries on. I've got a two-year-old, a three-year-old and a ten-year-old. Uh, grandchild at home, and they're into it, you know. And it's, um, some mornings I just like to wake up and go, silence it would be really nice but children can be annoying and the disciples thought well let's keep these children away from Jesus because he's very busy and we don't need him to be there we don't need these kids to come around Jesus well Jesus had another thought didn't he and in that reading we see that Jesus talks about the children being more important than anything isn't that good children are more important than any other thing and I look at that reading and I go, wow, it's right. I just want to bring out a couple of things about children. One thing, when they're a baby, and those that can remember what children were when they were babies, uh, and those who have babies, sometimes we've got to work out what they're trying to tell us. Because children, when they wake, wake up and they got something wrong, they usually tell you, don't they? Like, hey, mum... Mum, I've got, uh, I've got a bit of a tummy pain there. Can you just fix it up for me? Or do they just go, Because they don't know anything else to say. So babies tell us in their language what's going on. And so we, we then go, oh, okay, we're going to try and guess. What's wrong with our child? Why are they crying? What's, hurt, what's happened that they're crying? And so as parents or guardians, we look at them and we go, all right, now, the guesswork's happening. We, we look at them, we talk to them, thinking that they're going to answer us, but sometimes they're not old enough to do that. And we go, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Well, they're not going to tell us. They're just going to keep crying. So we've got to try and pacify them as much as we can. You know what? That thing that they put in their mouth sometimes works. That thing called a dummy. 
And uh, you stick it in their mouth and it is amazing, absolutely amazing what that thing can do. And you shove it in there and they stop. And you go, oh, great, I can get back to sleep now. And um, the dummy works well, doesn't it? Keep that in mind, dummy, all right? What else happens with children? They try and communicate to us in all this strange gibblegop language. We've got a one-year-old that is trying to speak, a one-year-old grandchild, and he speaks like this. And you go, yeah, okay, that's nearly something you're saying. I'm not sure what it is. And then sometimes he points. He goes, and you go, oh, so it's that you're talking about. So he's actually trying to communicate with us. And children do that, don't they? They try and communicate somehow with what's going on around them. Because their little world is down here and it's like this and they're looking up, everything's big, everything's huge. And they're trying to communicate with us something that's going on in their life. And sometimes it comes out all like that, okay? And then once they get a little bit older, maybe three and four, they actually putting sentences together and things are happening, but it's still sometimes hard to know what they're trying to get at because they don't know what all the words mean. So they do use words, but they can have sometimes in back-to-front ways and all sorts of things happening. I think it's interesting that we keep that in mind as well, that communication. The other thing with children is that they're little, usually. Uh, my, my grandchild, he's one years old, and my goodness, he's nearly... He's a giant. He's a big kid. And... Uh, you know, if he keeps growing the way he is, he's just going to be really, really tall and, and big. But, you know, some kids are small and some kids are, are big. But usually, generally, they're still little. And so the disciples are saying to Jesus, look, you haven't got time for these little kids to come and annoy you. We Just get them and put them over here. Keep them away from you so you can have a break. You've been busy teaching and preaching. You've been talking to adults. You've been healing people. You've been doing all sorts of things. As I read that version, there it talked about them wanting to lay hands on the kids. The parents are saying, there's the kids, can you lay hands on them, Jesus? Can you bless them? Can you bless our kids? What did we have this morning? We had a, a blessing this morning of, of, of two kids, didn't we? And those two children were blessed this morning by the minister who on behalf of Jesus is here blessing them. And so it's not just a matter of water going on them being baptised, it's also a full-on blessing to these kids and these families about their, their, those children. And they're coming to Jesus for a blessing. And that's part of the reason people come to church, for their kids to be baptised. Some of it's tradition, you know, all my kids have been baptised here. I was baptised here. I want my kids baptised here. But another part of it is that I, wanna, I wanna, want them to be part of the Christian family. And that's important, isn't it? For us today, with all these religions and all these things going on around us, that we want our kids to be part of this Christian family. And you want Jesus to bless them. And I think that's so important, that Jesus blesses our children. So remember those things I talked about, the pacifier. This story is not just about children. 
This is about us. This is about adults. This is about people that are still breathing. We're all children of God. We are all his children, no matter how old you are. And you know what? Sometimes we all need a pacifier. Well, I don't like that word because that's American. A dummy. I like a dummy. And sometimes we need a dummy, don't we? Sometimes we spit the dummy. But God has got a dummy for us to put in our mouth sometimes to allow us to settle. What is that dummy that God gives us? He could give us somebody to come and talk to us. He can give us the Bible to read. He could give us some music to, to meditate on. Some of those things that are, you can call a dummy are where God comes into our life when we call out to him and say, hey God, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a rough time. How do I, how do I deal with life at the moment? And that dummy comes in and get, he goes and shoves it in our mouth and says, you'll be okay, son and daughter. You're all right. Everything's good. But then there's other times we try and communicate to God and we don't know what to say to him. You know, when people talk about prayer, sometimes we get all a bit noisy. So if I ask somebody out of the blue here now, can you get up and pray? You'd be going, <laughs> hang on, well, well, I haven't prepared. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, and I know there's people here who would be like that. Other people would just go, yeah, no worries, get up and do it. But sometimes we don't know what to say. Prayer to God is, you know what? There's no big words to say. All you've got to do is talk to him. And I've stood in, 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 in uh, places where, in a pub sometime there, when I was talking to some guy, and we were talking about life. And, then, and he said to me, he said, Gary, I don't know. You know, life just, just isn't working out. I'm really, really struggling, you know. What can I do? And I said, well, why don't you pray to God and see what he's going to say about it. And he says, I don't know what to say. So I said to him, what, would you, what are you doing when you're talking to me? He says, I'm sharing what's going on in my life. And I said, well, then why don't you share that with God? Just talk to him like you're talking to me. He said, but I, I swear a bit. He says, you know, I don't want to be swearing. And I said, well, mate, you're talking to me. Talk to God the same. You don't need, it, there's no particular language that you've got to use to suddenly go, I'm, I've got to speak very holy now and I've, because I've got to speak to God. God wants to hear us where we're at. Where we're at, that's where God wants to hear us. So as children of God, we need to be able to say to God, this is what I'm going. My, like my little one-year-old goes, glug, 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 glug. let's do that to God and point and say, that's what's wrong, God. Something's going on in my life. Let's be a two-year-old that's speaking sentences but sometimes around the wrong way because God wants to hear our sentences. He's a parent. He loves us. And as we get a bit older and we go to school and we really go start connecting our numbers and our spelling and all these things, God wants to be part of our life. This story is about God being part of our life so that we can actually live life to its fullest. Now, the other part about children is 
Do they rely on us? Do they come out and go, okay, thanks mum, thanks dad, I'm on my way, cool, I'm out of here. Is that what they do? Or do they sit there and go, help, I got no, I don't know what to do. Life's, I'm suddenly here and I'm breathing and I don't know what's going on. And what the parents got to do, we're going to look after them. It's happening right now, look. <laughs> as we fall over, as we're trying to get our shoes on. Who does all that for us? Somebody else. And so when we're as children of God, he, he's, God's got this thing, I want to help you in your life to grow. We have to be reliant totally on God when we're a child. And what Jesus is saying in this passage, if you want to get into, kingdom, into the kingdom of heaven, you must be like a child. You must be completely reliant on me. You mustn't try and run your own life. You must be there to let me be part of your life so that your life will be full. That's what it's about, being a child of God. He's not messing around when he talks about this stuff. Jesus is saying to his disciples, listen to me, children are important because if you're not a child of mine, how can you get into the kingdom of heaven? And so this story actually has a little bit more meaning, doesn't it? We have to be fully reliant as a child on God, no matter how old you are. Because you know what? This life is hard. We go through some hard times. We get sick. and We can't, we, we can't stop that sometimes. We have relationship problems. That's really difficult, isn't it? Sometimes we have relationship problems with our kids. And I know what? God has some relationship problems with his kids as well. And see, this is part of the issue. We need to build relationships with each other as well. Because it's all part of this story that we hear in Luke. So it wasn't about these kids that annoyed Jesus. It's about Jesus saying, hey, these kids are welcome. Welcome in my kingdom. Welcome in my place. Let the little children come to me. Let the children come to God. Let us come to God in that way. I want you to go away this morning thinking, I am a child of God. I'm not just an adult of God. We're not going to be adults of God. We're going to be children of God. We are his. He has adopted us by Jesus going on the cross, dying for our sins, rising again from the dead. That's why we have Easter. We celebrate Easter because it's all about Jesus doing something special so that we can have life and life everlasting. And it's only through him can we survive. We can't survive this world without him. Our lives will be always going up and down. But when you've got Jesus in your life, he can help us with that. He can help us get through the hassles, the dramas, the sickness, the things that are in our life, relationship problems. Some have got money problems, debts. All these things are a stress on our life. Hand them over to God and say, God, look, I'm really struggling with all this stuff. And that's how you've got to talk to him. Because you know what? He understands every language. He understands every type of talk. He created us. So allow him to be part of your life today. Ask him to be part of your life. Because you know what? That's what he wants. He wants you to be at his children. So this morning, as we finish up now, I just want to pray that you will actually 
come to know Jesus this morning in a much special way than you probably have in the future, have ever done. Ask him to be your parent. Ask him to help you as a child. Call out to him. Ask him for a dummy if you need one. Because, you know, we are his and he is ours. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to give you thanks for this passage this morning that leads us towards Easter. It leads us towards the nature of Jesus, that he is like a parent to us and that through that we can be his children because of what he done at Easter time. So, Father, guide us, strengthen us, Lord, so that we can follow you and help us, Lord, to make that commitment to you. And just ask, Lord, help us, Lord, in our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.